Well, it's it's the old <laughs> 1970s uh, marijuana commercial where it's like, where did you get this was, stuff? Where did 80s. you learn to do this? That was the 80s. 80s, okay. Yeah. I learned it I learned from, from you, watching Dad. you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. And uh-huh. I need to find that video again because it. thinking back on it, it just it feels like... <laughs> so here's the problem with that dad in that 1980s drug commercial. The way that they were painting drug users in the 1980s was like bad guys, you know, like tattoos and black, right? You know, like the bad... <laughs> like, <laughs> I can't believe you just said that. I'm Don Hall. And I'm David Himmel. And this is the Literate Apecast. The Literate Apecast uses bad words. If you don't like that word, maybe send and listen to it. <laughs> Welcome back, dude. Man. My apartment, my apartment is starting to look like I, I, I mentioned this, but before we started uh, recording, I feel a little bit like I'm in a a time capsule because I don't really have any place to go right now. And I don't, and really my job is I write and I'm editing uh, Greg's book and I'm working on stuff that's been requested of the books that I am writing to add stuff to. And I watch TV and, and stuff. And then I pack and take shit off my walls and decide what I'm going to keep and, and kind of go through my shit. It's amazing how much shit that I have that I absolutely do not need and 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 I'm just going to get rid of it's crazy. Yeah, every time that I uh you know sign in just or call you FaceTime you and I see your background your apartment looks more and more as you're packing things taking things off the wall putting things away your apartment looks more and more like a cancer patient that I see like every week <laughs> and every week they look closer and closer to beige death. Yeah, yeah. But in this your place case, is just this beige death yeah. that I'm looking at is really getting ready for a new birth. Yeah, yeah. It's it's well. One of the things that I found, I thought this was very funny. I wrote about it last week. Uh, that I thought it's just funny. Uh, you know, and, it, and it's it is sort of an archaeology. You know, it's the archaeology of, of your life. Yeah, all of our shit. You know, and uh, one of the things there was a tub in the out, outside closet, the utility closet, that I don't think has been opened since. Long before, I mean, I don't know if it's been opened since shit before I lived on Beacon and even met Dana. Um, and I opened it up, and lo and behold, there were two of my high school yearbooks. Yeah. And what I thought was funny is because, of course, you know, when you see something, you haven't seen something for, you know, 15, 20 years and just sitting there. Of course, I leafed through Pass my high school You put it yearbook. aside and check, say, I'll check it out later. Oh, no, you no, go right I mean, into I, it. I, yep, sure. I sat down, yeah. I sat down, and I just kind of leafed through it, and, you know, the memories. Right. The thing I thought was very interesting is that, okay, so I put these two yearbooks in this tub pro- probably 40 years ago, you know, I mean, and, and, and uh, haven't really looked at them much, and in less than a month, I will be going back to Kansas so some of these people mm. might still be there. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, I wonder I wonder what he's up to. I wonder what she's doing. You know, that kind of stuff. Like, all right, well, I'm going to be there for about 
I mean, who knows how long I'll be there. I, right. I really don't have plans at this point. My whole life is kind of in a strange pause. Yeah. But, uh, but, but I am definitely kind of packing, knowing that the next time I see all this stuff, I will be moving into a new place, either, either a studio apartment in Wichita, um, because my dad refuses to die or Denver, <laughs> um, you know, I mean, I'm you know, just, just be, be straight up, and because yeah. uh, I'm not leaving, I'm not leaving Wichita until that business has has kind See, of but taken care of itself. I don't know how to put it. You're not one for holding on to things. Like you, I think there's a few things that you keep, but you're not. You don't yeah. have a lot of stuff. Like you don't carry a lot of things with you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, part of that is, is is I don't, and that's one of the things I've been really recognizing is. I don't think I've been married three times now and had one long-term non-marriage, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm looking around and either they were really like all of them were just really shitty gift givers mm. or, um, I just, because, you know, I don't have any pictures of, I, I mean, I don't have any pictures of my first wife. I, ha- I don't have any pictures of my second wife except for a couple of show photos, you know, mm-hmm. theater theater photos. Um, none of Alice, and I've gotten rid of almost everything I can find that involves you know Dana. It's starting to sound like these ex wives of yours are just like your girlfriend from camp who's from Canada. That's you, you know, know, like maybe they're not so real. There's no proof. Yeah, there's well, that's the thing is it's almost other than other than a bad tattoo. Is. That's it, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I've got a I've got a really <laughs> shitty sixth anniversary tattoo with uh, with what's supposed to be a baby, but looks like a, a young Donald Trump in a Nazi uniform on my back shoulder. But um, Jesus Christ! Oh God, it is the fucking worst. I'm it's so just sorry. the worst. I'm so sorry. You know, you know, oh. it, you know, shit. It, it's a good story. I mean, the thing about it, I, I was oh, talking to God. a friend of mine who I haven't seen from Chicago in a long time. He he shot me a FaceTime because he saw it was flooding in Las Vegas. And, you know, and, and well, unless you live in Las yeah. Vegas or have lived in Las Vegas, you don't realize that that's, it's, it's not, it's, it's not yeah. like Kentucky, you know, where, where people are dying. It's, it's more like, yeah. I don't even know what it's like. It's just like people People's cars get stuck. That's what happens. People, yeah. They, they try to that's drive really through three it. feet of water and they get yeah, stuck. That's, yeah. you know. But he was like, are you okay? And so I had to tell him about uh, all the shit in my life. And he said, no, well, I'm not okay. He said, I got baby Donald Trump in a Nazi uniform on my fucking back. On my fucking, on my shoulder. Um, no, but one of the things he, he mentioned, he said, you know, he, he said, you know, for good or ill, you can never say that uh, you didn't live a very full life. I said, that's true. I, I mean, I've, I've lived a very, not, you could not tell it from the shit that I have. Right. But. You know what I mean? But there are little things that I do keep that I am sentimental about. Um, just uh, strange things too, like really like weird. Like, like what? I've got a, I've got a, I got a switchblade that, and I don't even know who gave me this switchblade, but I've had, and it's like a real switchblade, not like a one of those comb things. It's like an actual <laughs> oh, switchblade. Okay. Yeah, no, I was like pretty sure it was a comb switch. thing. Yeah, you know, and most people is like, God, you know, was, it's a real switchblade. Like the and coolest I've had fucking. Thing to have when you're like eight years old. Oh yeah, the switchblade. That comb. was the coolest thing to have at age eight. That and candy. That and candy. Candy cigarettes. cigarettes yeah. Those, I actually yeah, preferred oh, yeah. the gum cigarettes, but yeah, same. Okay, same fair. exact thing. Yeah. yeah. Harry, yeah, on that on that topic tonight, Harry was drinking a bottle of apple juice. Uh, 
sugar-free, like no added sugars, apple juice. So like the good stuff. And he comes over to me. I'm sitting in a chair. I've got Jacob and I'm like feeding him a bottle. And here he goes, daddy, I'm pretending to be a grown up and that this is my beer. <laughs> and then he just takes a big swig of it and then wanders off. And I'm like, okay, that, yep. <laughs> there, there, there you go. There you, you go. Know? Yep. And you start examining, start examining the, uh, when, when, when he comes over and says, daddy, and he's got like some, you know, some leaf clippings and he lights them on fire. He says, I'm smoking my weed, daddy. Then you know you've got problems. Well, even worse is when he takes the sugar bowl and lines it up on a mirror with a razor blade and starts cutting lines. Yeah. Well, it's it's the old nineteen seventies uh, marijuana commercial where it's like, where did you get this was, stuff? Where did 80s. you learn to do this? That was the eighties. Okay, yeah. I learned it I learned from, from you, watching Dad. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. And uh-huh. I need to find that video again because it. Thinking back on it, it just it feels like. <laughs> so here's the problem with that dad in that nineteen eighties drug commercial. The way that they were painting drug users in the nineteen eighties was like bad guys, you know, like tattoos and black, right? You know, like the bad... I can't believe you just said that. I'm the one that says the awful things. I'm the one that says the stuff that should be edited out but won't be, and then we will be canceled later. Holy shit. I'm talking about Nancy Reagan's bad guys. Black. Nancy oh my Ra- god! I this can't is Nancy you Reagan's bad guys, not my bad guys. Nancy Reagan's bad guys. Uh, and all then right. this dad is like wearing a sweater vest <laughs> and has a mustache and just doesn't like. He looks less threatening than Walter White in season four or episode f- uh, four of Breaking Bad, like before he goes bald head and goes. Yeah, before he shit. goes rogue. Yeah, and it just feels like there's no way that guy's smoking 1980s weed. There's just no way. Like today, yeah, because it's legal and it's like more normalized and everything. But I don't know. It just it it just never sat right with me though. Cause as a kid, because I'm like, weed smokers are bad. There's no way that that dad, with his, you know, J. Crew sweater. Have you vest. seen? No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Did you see Thirty Something? Or no? What was the the Big Chill? That's what it was. Same people. It's been a long time since see, I've seen the, it. The Big Chill. The Big Chill is all normal yeah, looking, like non non black people. Just for your to use. Yeah, your it is. I do remember the, sh- the movie being very white. It's a very yeah. white... A lot of heroes. And, and they're all, a lot of heroes in that film. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they're all weed smokers. And, yeah, that's uh, a good point. You know. Okay. You know, so so I think I think weed is a, a little... See, my perspective was never that... And this is because I grew... You know, you and I have talked about how basically my natural father's family was the family from Mask. Yeah. You know, uh, you know it's just like, you know, motorcycles and tattoos and gun running and, you know, the whole thing. Yeah. And they all smoked weed. So my perspective on on heavy weed smokers is that they're just lazy, you know, dirty people. That has always yeah. been, and I know that's not, you know, that's but that was always my growing up. My growing up, everybody smoked. I, I did it for a little while, and it didn't. It just wasn't really for me. But really, my bias is that if you're a heavy weed smoker, you're you're probably in a you know like a motorcycle gang, and yeah, you know, and you don't have a job, and you know, you fuck your neighbor's dog and you know whatever okay you know what the hell were we talking about oh the shit we hang on I to do. there we go yeah so oh yeah the shit we yeah the shit we hang on rory, to. rory zacker and i <laughs> who by the way i think rory did a an excellent job yeah standing in for me last week uh thank you rory for doing that um 
Well, I'm just still trying to figure out like why my chair smells like North Shore Jew farts, but okay. Because Rory was sitting. Okay. Yeah, I know. All right. Well, then laugh next time. Yeah, Jesus. you guys. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, you know, no, I, just, <laughs> I laugh. Rory and I talk about this a lot where like we can't let go of shit. Like we get so sentimentally attached to things, dumb things. Like I wrote a whole thing. I think it was for the ape. I think it was yeah, for the about ape, yeah. my desk. About yes, the, when I, yes, when I yeah, got was... a new desk. About get, like that was that was an emotional marathon for me. But I also catalog like I I I, I keep everything because I want records of things. So I have scrapbooks, I have notebooks, I have photo albums, I have man, I have none of that I shit. I have birthday cards and Christmas cards, and <clears throat> dude, I have notes from. Uh, in 1998, when I worked on the Spirit of Chicago at Navy Pier for a month, I was a waiter or a server, whatever the fuck we're called now. And uh, a customer like a, wrote it. I, they sat in my section. They had a great time. They wrote a note to the company, and I have that because the company like gave me the note. Like, good job, David. Like, oh, cool. And I saved that shit because like, oh, look, I'm I'm not a total loser sometimes. Well, you know, like it, I saved. It that makes shit. sense. The thing is, it makes sense that you save that stuff and I don't. And I think part of it has to do with our familial sort of backgrounds is that you have, I mean, you have a very solid history with your family. You, you've got a lineage, you all get together, you know, there's, there's, there's that real strong family structure. The history of it. Yeah. The tradition and and history. And my family, my family structure. Yeah. You know, I've had I've had more stepmom or st- not stepmoms, but stepdads and stepgrandmas and 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 people and 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 and, and those people just kind of they're there and then they're gone. Maybe yeah. that's why I'm bad at marriage, and it's very possible that's why I'm bad at marriage is that you know they're there and then when they're gone, I just erase them because there's not I'm not good. What, what what yeah what good you know that's not a part of and so I, I think maybe so that's why I don't save stuff shit from ex girlfriends and I know exactly where it is. I don't have any of that stuff. It's. I mean, I don't go to it like every day. You know, I mean, like I, but I, but I have it. Not all the shit. You oh, know, I go through when the breakup happens. One of the but things, I keep certain things for records. Yeah, one of the things historical purposes. Wh- see, I don't need the historical records because I have. What is it? It's the. It's the. Well, actually, it'll probably be the text of my next tattoo, um, and I haven't figured out when or where that's going to go. But uh, it's a John Irving quote from the World According to Garp. Remember. Imagining things is better than remembering things, mm-hmm. and and so I, I guess maybe because I it's not like I don't remember my first wife. It's not that I don't remember the experiences we had. It's all that kind of stuff. Um, but in terms of and and I think I do think this is true. In terms of the more distance that I have from that, because I've sort of erased. The, the specific memories, no pictures. I don't, you know, I couldn't even, I can, I, I remember our wedding, yeah. but I don't have any pictures of the wedding. And, you know, it's like all that kind of stuff. And because of that, then I can embellish in a more positive way. And it's not like a demonizing mm. way. It's yeah. not like I make her worse in my eyes. In fact, I, uh, I tend to make them more interesting than I think I probably found them and me less interesting than I thought I was at the time. Mm. But I think that, I think that's part of, part of that game you know it's one of the things and other things i keep the sentimental stuff while it's fresh yeah but as soon as and i i also realized i don't know if failed marriages is real or failed relationships is really apropos um i think maybe 
failed attempts. You know, because well, it's not like we like all three marriages and my and with Alice, it's not like we didn't try. It's just that the the sell by date went by and we but that's didn't what relationships it. are. I mean, relationships all. What's that line in in cocktail? Relationships, everything ends badly. Otherwise, it w- they wouldn't end. You know, that's when, when he's breaking up with Bonnie, and Bonnie says, "I don't want, yeah. I don't want to end it like this." He says, "Jesus Christ, Bonnie, everything ends badly. Otherwise, it wouldn't end." You know, and I think that we have these relationships in our lives, romantic, platonic, whatever they are. Yeah. In those periods of time, and they last for as long as they, you know, are intended are to gonna. last, as if there's like some master plan. Or as but they long just, as they, they play can. it out. Yeah. They play it out because people change, situations change, circumstances change, and exactly. there you go. And if yeah. you're fortunate, you know, you have relationships, platonic, romantic, and everything in between that last decades that can last you your whole life and that those become really rich and and delicious um you know yeah like i i hope to only have one marriage um after katie yeah 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 yeah. but uh the you know having three marriages and, and then the alice i mean that's you got a lot of shit out of there you got a lot of different things you learned along the way you learned yeah, a lot of things well, by yourselves. You went on different kinds about, of adventures. I mean, that's... Talking about my tattoos. Yeah. My tattoos... Now, granted, I didn't start getting tattoos until after my first divorce, but my the first tattoo I got, the Dada East V Dada, yeah. I got that just like two or three months after Jen and I got divorced. Yeah. And my mom came for my birthday, and she could see I was really fucking bummed out well, and she said what do you want what do you want more than anything else I said I want a tattoo and so my mom went she got a tattoo I got oh, a tattoo nice. you know it was my birthday present but what did your mom, it was what did definitely your mom get? Like, I can't remember to be honest with you I think it was something small on her ankle like a butterfly or a bird or some you know but something, now she's yeah. mom actually has several tattoos now oh cool okay. all that she got <laughs> post 60 years old um which I think is very funny. I think that's the best way to do um, it. It's, you know, the skin yeah. has settled, you know? Yeah, like, <laughs> it's, it's a certain point. Who the fuck do you have to impress? But, uh, but yeah, that's what I realized is that most of my tattoos have not direct... I mean, you know, the the, the Hunter S. Thompson by the ticket, take the ride was was specific to Alice. Because mm. I, was, I was in a place right there where it was like, okay, I feel stuck in this. This is not... This is not great, except for boy, the sex is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and so I bought the ticket. And I'm I'm going to take the ride. You know, that was why I got that tattoo. Not all my tattoos are that directly uh, specific to that. But uh, but then you mentioned the bad tattoo. It's like I've got two. I've got two Dana tattoos. Yeah. One is a, a line of poetry, and one is this fucking baby Nazi Hitler. Yeah, baby or baby Nazi, Nazi Trump rather. Baby Nazi Trump, um, you know, uh, and God. so those 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 things will. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna cover them up. I'm not gonna block them out. I'm not gonna remove them. It's like no. Once I put a tattoo on me, it's gonna stay. Well, that but was that was a like, joke wow. I made about my first tattoo, the the Eddie tattoo that I got mm-hmm. with you. You know, because my whole thing was I would I would totally get a tattoo. Just what is the thing that means something to me that will never fade like that I can't risk like an ex-wife or a girlfriend's yeah. name or you know uh, I don't know I mean I, I had a buddy who got yeah. the uh, the Kerouac quote um, 
it was always the people that are mad to live, mad to die, whatever that from yeah, out of the yeah. road. And that's such a childish, because that's like, dude, I don't I've know. got the road is life. I've got I know, the road but, is life. But that's that one's not as obvious on the nose of I'm a reader and I like the beats and I'm an oh. adventurous person. Like that that's one, true. Like, it's a great, brilliant line. I love it. It's brilliant. But like, eh. yeah. Well, so anyway, I, I think so maybe maybe mine are mine are all like, literary, but yeah, they're yeah, they're like, a little more obscure. Nothing can change Eddie. My relationship with the dog is said and done. Nothing can yeah. affect that. I'm not going to, you know, t- 10 years from now, it's not going to come out that Eddie, you know, was uh, drugging girls on set and raping them. And, I, no. you know, like that's not going to happen because c- he's a dog. And dogs don't drug girls and rape them on TV sets. No, they just jump on their backs and fuck them until they are done. No, that's... Bill- dogs are the ultimate rapists. I guess I mean there's that's how a dogs have point to that. That's how dogs have sex as they rape. I don't know that it's rape, but I Well, if they were human, if 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 Look, I were running around I, I believe and bitch. I and I smell and I smell minces on some random waitress and leap on her and she bites me and I still fuck her from behind. Jesus. That's rape. Well the that's biting, what dogs the biting do. Is, it's play sometimes. Well, Anyway, yeah. but the thing is with Eddie, like, that can never change. Katie did draw this, so this is my wife's art yeah. on my arm. And I yep. would make the joke that even if I get divorced, it's still my dog. I don't want to get divorced. I have no plan on getting divorced. No. But, you know, I've been thinking, like, other tattoos that I want. Like, do I, you know, things that will never change that can, mm-hmm. you know, do I get something for my for my kids? You know, like, do yeah. I get their, their birth dates or something about, you know, I... I don't know, but like so. Basically, basically, at the end of your life, you want to look like uh, like a, a, a grandpa with a, a, a refrigerator covered with you know like with, construction paper drawings. Yeah, would well, that be a good idea? If I have each kid draw me, draw something, and I get that tattooed. That'd be, yeah, that'd that's be what kinda, I'm just, That'd be kind of cool. Look like a like a, a fucking soccer mom's refrigerator front. I do it when Harry's like eleven or twelve, and he's like, "Anything, Dad, son, you can draw anything you want." Okay, cool. And he draws me a dick. Well, then, you know? if that's the case, yeah, I, I want him to draw. I want him to draw a penis. Yeah, I want. To, I'm going to teach him to draw penises because so just so he can do that. Yeah, yeah. Because that's some comedy. That's <laughs> some comedy gold right there. Big old juicy, eleven year old version of cock and balls right on your chest. But you also have, <laughs> you know, records of things like you put things into books. I mean, as writers, that's what we do. We write yeah. our shit down. Like so, I sometimes will go to old journals for those those inspirations, those moments of I want to tap into a feeling that I knew I felt way back then. Let's get into it. Okay, there's that quick trip back in time. Now I can come back into the present and bang this thing out with that feeling, you know. Um, which is kind of what I'm dealing with in this this hope idiotic book. Yeah, you're... Yeah, you okay? Let's talk about because you've been you've been uh, while you while you're dealing with the new baby, um, you've been because you've got some paid. What was it? Parent, parental leave? Yeah, paid leave, parental, paid parental, parental leave. whatever. Yeah. And so you've been you've been cracking out because you wrote this uh, episodically on the ape. Well, I, I and, wrote this or I wrote this novel. Well, you, forever ago, ten, yeah, ten years but ago. I mean, it'll be ten years. Presented yeah, it on the ape, I, and then I started harping your ass to 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 self publish this thing. It's a book. Why not? Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing is, I, I wrote it. It's a story that is. Loosely based on um, my first years in Chicago, so it's there's um, 
writing it 10 years ago was the exercise of, okay, there's a story here. I'm going to tell it. I mean, it's totally like it's fictionalized all over the place, but it's it pulls strongly from moments and circumstances that happened during my first years in Chicago between 2007 and 2009. Well, it's kind of like, I mean, well, you you, you say that it's fictionalized. It's like, uh, what was it? Neil Simon, when somebody asked him if any of his plays were autobiographical, he said, it's all autobiographical, even the parts I made up. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I wrote it down because it was like, all right, well, here's a story. And I kind of want to get those experiences that were like haunting me and just like in my shit because it was such a wretched time. Get them out. Excise the demons, you know, exercise the demons, right? That's, that's the whole thing. So I got it written, and I was like, great, done. I'm fucking done with this shit. I'm tired of thinking about it. Let's put it away. But it kept fucking just gnawing at me. And so that's when I put it, published it on, on Littered Ape. I was like, okay, let's just get it out for people to read. Good, done. That wasn't enough. Yeah. Because all along, it was like, yes, get this thing published. Turn it into a fucking book. Put it on the bookshelf. So to put this thing to bed, I have to put it on the bookshelf. So with my downtime while the baby's sleeping... Katie's napping if all my dad husband duties are done. I'm sitting down and I'm putting quite a few hours into putting final edits on this thing and designing it, laying it out and getting it ready for publication. And I'm hating every goddamn minute of it. It's the worst. It's the worst. I fucking hate it. I don't want to do it wow. anymore. <laughs> I don't. Because I, I just want well, it you done. Know, it, I just want it done. And I'm that, tired of it reading funny. it. I'm tired of this fucking story. It's good. I don't, it's not, I'm tired of it because I wrote it. I'm tired of hearing my own shit, reading my own shit. Well, you start to realize, yeah, I do that sometimes when I look back on stuff and I'm like, God damn, I was so full of shit or what, what a petty asshole or whatever it is. Yeah. Because we, you know, you're a different person every day. Every day you're slightly different. Over the course of 10 years, you're a completely, I mean, what is it? The the thing is like every seven years, your whole body, like every molecule in your body has been recycled. Well, by 10 years, you really are legitimately a a very, very different human being. And, uh, and so, yeah, going back and looking at it, Dana used to do that. She used to have journals from when she was like 13 years old. I'm like, why the fuck would you keep that stuff? I know you do. I know you do. I mean, yeah. And I'm like. Well, I don't have anything. There is nothing in in my existence. I think the funniest thing, Data found it, and she liked to drink out of it when we were at my mom's house. Was she found my my prom glassware? Like you know, at prom you could get a a, a commemorative glass. Yeah, prom whatever and you know. Some Homewood Flossmore prom Enchantment Under the Sea, nineteen ninety seven. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And 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 but it was so funny that that there was this glass that that was. Because I don't have other than these fucking yearbooks, I don't have anything. Yeah, that 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 is like a token of my existence in that time. And most of the stuff, I, I, again, I've just kind of been looking around. It's like, all right, I kept, you know, I've got a I've got a little uh, little like metal pa- facsimile of the Eiffel Tower mm-hmm. that I bought in Paris mm-hmm. when we were on our first anniversary. I've got a little sort of like I don't, it's not plastic. It might be like ceramic i don't know what it is but a little london bridge that i bought in london when we went on our our fifth anniversary we went to london you know and so i've got little mementos and that's what i realized is that some of those are mementos that that are reflective of that specific uh relationship that marriage but they don't make me feel shitty 
Right. You know, I don't look at him. I don't look at him and suddenly feel uh, like like I'm scraping a fucking, you know, like sandpaper on a fucking wound that hasn't quite healed. It's like, okay, no, those are things that I, I will look back on because I, you know, yeah, those my, were good times. Those were good times. We enjoyed ourselves. You know, they're good stories. They were good experiences. By the time we went to London, some of the cracks in our relationship started to show. But, you know, I was like, that's, yeah, there you go. Yeah, but that's that's things. I'm just I've got my you know I also realized I've got some really weird shit. Like I've got a I've got a copy of Tucker Carlson's no. book. Ew. Now listen, no, this is why it's fun. It's a copy, and I'll never let it go because it's a copy of Tucker Carlson's book. Tucker Carlson signed it over to Bill Ayers. Oh, Bill, Bill Ayers from the Weather Underground. Yeah, and I was a friend at the time. I was a friend of Bill Ayers, and so Bill for my birthday. Tucker gave him the book that was signed over to Bill Ayers, so Bill Ayers signed it over to me with a, a snarky comment about what oh, piece of shit funny. Tucker Carlson in, and signed it over to me for my birthday. I'm never letting that fucking thing go. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's something that I'm going to keep. Am, have I read it? No. Am I going to? Never. But I. But that's cool. Yeah. You know, I've got a I've got a devil mask that uh, Chuck Palahniuk uh, sent me. You know, as a gift. You know, I'm not. I'm never letting that no, go. No, you know, no, I've got. A, I've got a mug. I've got a mug that Bill Curtis gave me as a gift. It's like, okay, so some of these things are like, okay, this is cool. Yeah. And I, I have a story. I guess that's what it is. Each item that I keep has to have a pretty good story, and it can't be a story that makes me feel like shit. Yeah. So maybe that, that's, that's why it. I get like, so rich. Yeah. The shit that I hang on to. Makes me feel like shit. That's a good story. Like I've got a picture up on my office wall that I've had up for years of me with Dick Cheney, like an official vice presidential picture. From when I, <laughs> I've seen that. Do I like Dick Cheney? Fuck no. No. Was that? Is there a cool story behind it? Yep. So you know, there's yeah. that. I've got a. It's a little black um, pyramid that looks like the Luxor Hotel that my mom's best friend Chantel, who I grew up with, her daughter Kendra, we were very close. Uh, gave to me, yeah, years ago. I maybe I was a freshman in college. Maybe it was before then. I I honestly couldn't. Maybe it was yeah in high school. I don't know. I couldn't tell you, but I've had yeah. it for as long as I can't remember anymore. You know. And she told me that this is representative of power. You know, it's good energy vibes. I'm like, okay, I'll take sure. whatever. Here's a gift. Cool. Thank you. And I'm not. It's not something I found. It was just a fucking like dumb tchotchke gift that she thing. gave me. It's kind of cool sure. looking. When I was 17 or whatever, when I went, moved to Vegas and went to college, did I have anything to bring with me? I don't know. Grab this thing. Power? Okay. Good energy? Sure. It's been with me. I mean, ever since. Like, yeah. if it got, it's not something I would grab in a fire and pull out, you know? No. But it's nice to have. It's like, well, the, what that reminds me of is there's, is, is uh, there's, I've got a little tiny, uh, it's a Lego Don Hall. <laughs> and, uh, and it was, and, and it, it's one of the very few things. I mean, I've got some WBEZ things like, you know, like shirts and, you know, I've got, I've got things from WBEZ that kind of remind me of that time, but really not very many things that are like that. And that was made for me when we did an event. Um, that I did at the uh, Museum of Science and Industry. And the the guy that was sort of like our, you know, our, whatever, our, our, our uh, counterpart for this, this series of events we did there 
he had, I don't know if he had a connection or whatever, but at the time you couldn't just get yourself made into a Lego. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And he actually made a little Lego Don Hall and I'm wearing my brown leather jacket. And, uh, wow. you know, it's like, it was, that's cool. you know, it's just, and, and I keep that because it's like, all right, no, that's, that, cool. that's yeah. pretty distinct. It, it, and it reminds me of when I was doing that job and it was so much fun yeah. and that kind of thing. So yeah, no, it's interesting. This, I this whole process shit. is really fascinating. I mean, you talk about the, the, the tub that you haven't opened in 40 years or whatever it's been. I've got tubs that are in our garage that, yeah, I mean, I don't, they're storage. What's in them? Yeah. Uh, my fraternity paddle. Uh, fuck. Old clippings of, or copies of the newspaper from the Rebel Yell from my college days. Like just shit that I don't, I rarely think about. But every now and again, like when I move, you know, I'll go and open that thing up and be like, ah, look at all this shit. Remember that? It just, it, there's feelings. And then I'm like, okay, cool. Put it back. And it's different. Like if that shit burned up in a fire, would I still remember my times in, in college? Of course Absolutely. I would. Yeah. But being able to go back and touch that stuff and read those old newspapers and hold the paddle or, you know, whatever, it's... There's a tangibility to to it that you know, it, the, the memory gets a different sense. It gets a, that tangible sense of touch, and that just it it makes the memory that much stronger. It's you know when you as you dip into the reverie of things. God, does that make Which any sense? What the why fuck I, am I even talking about? No, it it totally makes sense. And now we're sack of the news. So this is a literate ape podcast where we talk about all things literary uh this is uh maybe problematic virginia republicans are testing a new way to ban books and restrict their sales in the long run it just might work and my 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 response to that is the, no one fucking reads so banning books at this point banning books from being sold is is just one more nail on the fucking publishing coffin can they ban I mean, can they ban hope idiotic now so i don't so i can stop that's what i'm saying it's like fucking it's edit like, it it's it's sort of like somebody saying we're gonna ban people from reading literate ape you mean all 17 of them i mean come on I mean, at this point, nobody's buying books. I mean, some people are still buying books, but the publishing industry has decreased in such a dramatic way in the last probably 15, 20 years. So what, Virginia? Just just keep just keep underfunding public schools so kids don't like yeah. to read, and you won't have to ban the fucking books because they can't read them anyway. Let's Nor see, would they want to. The books in question, this shouldn't surprise you, are Gender Queer and A Court of Which Mist is actually, and Fury. Well, Gender Queer is a good book. Okay. I haven't read it, but I did. I, I mean, I still read. I I'm sorry that I that I that I throw everybody else under the bus, but I, I still read. I like to read a lot, but uh, not like Dana likes to read, because she's got like four thousand books on good reads. I wish but whatever. I read like Dana. Dana Yeah. That's the only Anyway, yeah, no, no. there's know. more things. Whatever. Um, yeah, it's Benny. But I just I don't. It's never it's worked fun. in the history never, of like that's the thing. the thing. It's never worked. That's just it. Like stop. It's doing never it. worked. Stop Banning trying. books 
banning books. What, yeah. what was it? There was uh, not too long ago. They they and this is a like this is like a book that was written a long time ago. Somebody tried to some district tried to ban it, and the sales went out of the fucking roof. Right. You know, it's like when you try to tell. When you try to tell Americans they can't do, maybe that you know what? Maybe we should all try to get our legislatures to ban books because that would make people want yeah. to read. Yeah, ban hey ban it hope becomes idiotic. a subversive when, act. So that way, when I'm done editing yeah. the thing, it's fucking worth it because everyone's buying it. Please. Yeah, because it's it's a subversive act Jesus. to buy and read a fucking book. That that maybe that's the way to go. All right, your next headline. I don't even know um, how to begin with this. Um, the FBI is coming for you. It's coming for all of us. Uh, so Donald Trump took some shit from the White House he wasn't supposed to take, and that's illegal. So the law came for him. Oh, and the thing about it is, it, it, if you know, again, I know we've talked about this before. My perspective on on uh, Merrick Garland is he is he's a judge. So every T is dotted, ever is crossed, every I is dotted. He is, there is absolutely no rational reason that he got a warrant to go raid. And it wasn't a raid. If you looked at it, it was just guys showing it's up. It's not a raid. On the it's door. a warrant. That's, yeah. it's a warrant. They served the warrant. They did there. They searched it. You better fucking believe they got dirt on him because yeah. he just took the well, fifth. He just took the Fifth Amendment, so he wouldn't answer questions. In and New his York. son Eric they took are the coming five hundred yeah. times. Yeah, they are coming for these guys. And and the thing is, they it's not like oh, it's just a conspiracy. No. You don't get a fucking warrant and have the Dude. FBI come in and take your shit if they don't already know the shit's there. Look, man, it's this simple. If you get fired from a job and on your way out, you stop by the supply closet and you grab a bunch of shit, staplers and pens and notepads and everything else, most most likely they're going to be like, hey, hey. It's petty theft. Yeah. Put it, if put you, it back. But if like, you take classified take a pen. Classified but if you documents, leave the White House because you got kicked out or your time is up, and you take classified like of no, oh, sorry, you're fucked, but man. you can't do that. You cannot That's do that. That's again that is that is what that I is, love that is some felony shit, man. What I love is you know, the right the the, the Trumpers, the, the the right wing media yeah, yeah. and fucking whatever else. They're losing their goddamn minds over this. You know, uh what is it, off off Broadway Sarah Palin impersonator Lauren Bo Bobert or whatever the hell her name is. Yeah. Uh she was like, They're gonna come for you. For you too. Next, it's, it's what the? No, well, yeah. If you steal classified documents, yeah, they might. They might. Well, you the know, I, I Marjorie don't Taylor Green. As I said, Marjorie I've Taylor Green apparently. Shit, so. <laughs> she, Marjorie Taylor Green tweeted oh, she's an image nuts. of the ups of the American flag upside down, which yeah, yeah. A lot of people think that she that's wants to start a Christian nationalist she's party. A, yeah, she's, she's fucking, nuts. she's insane. But what I and love about that too is a lot of people think the worst that, combo that when the American flag is upside down, that it's disrespectful of America, that it's anti-American. It's not. When the flag is no. being flown upside down, it's a sign of distress, meaning the country yes. needs help. So, I saw this from from Marjorie Taylor Greene. I thought, oh, finally you get it. You finally understand. <laughs> we're fucked. We're distressed. No, we're not. Great. We're not. Oh. We're we're in distress, but we're not fucked. But uh, so I don't know. I mean, like for I, the very reason that we have a, a for the the reason again, justice, especially when it comes to writing a boat that is so fucking big, like the Mar America takes a long time. It is a slow process, but when it's done right, justice can be done. 
It is done. Yeah, it does get done. As a sailor, I can tell you that even when you do everything right, sometimes the weather just doesn't give a fuck. Well, and, and it tips and, well, your you ass know, over. And that, but that doesn't mean the country's fucked. It means that uh, something went wrong. And and you know, it it's a game of inches. This is the thing: is everybody wants everything to be like in a country that yeah. is as as back and forth as we are. Everybody has this mental image that if we just run faster than those guys, we'll win. But that's not the sport we're in. We're in a tug <laughs> of fucking war. We're in a tug of war, and a tug of war with equal sides is a game of inches not feet so you just got to dig your fucking feet in and you just got to get an inch when you can and that's the tug of war that we've got with the right and the left of this country so this next headline was sent to me by our good friend john beardmore love Uh, john beardmore because he knows i still i still don't have any transitional stuff he's recorded he bitched a lot about it but i don't have any of it well it's not going to happen uh, now because he he took some time to think about it and he's like I can't outdo a, a cute four-year-old. I can't. I can't do any better than that. So here's no. And this is to John Beardmore. What I want you to do is I want you to get like as close to blackout drunk as you can. Just get fucking blotto. Get Foster Brooks shit faced, <laughs> and and then record it because that might beat Harry. That might be as good as Harry is having. <laughs> Well, I'll, I'll, be with, I'll be with John in a few weeks, so maybe we'll we'll get good and smashed. Just and, get him uh, shit faced and have yeah. him record it, yeah, because that would be pretty funny, and it also would be very apropos. All right, so this next this next headline is uh, I'm reading it straight from Entertainment Weekly. Pete oh God. Davidson, oh my God, has been in trauma therapy over Kanye West's online bullying. <laughs> Subheadline. <laughs> Ye recently posted a now deleted Instagram proclaiming, quote, Skeet Davidson dead at 28. I don't know if you know, but Pete, apparently Pete and yeah, Kanye's ex wife, Kim Kardashian, yeah, but, split up. But they broke up. Yeah, they broke up. So Pete has been in trauma therapy because an unhinged, <sighs> formerly great rapper, current lunatic, is saying stupid, meanie things about him on Instagram. You know the recent the the, the, the recent push for mental health is just an excuse for lazy people who want attention. No, there's real mental health. No, there are real mental health problems. But we have now gone overboard. It's like white women being marginalized. It's like the whole concept. It's like, oh, well, they're marginalized, so I am too. I want to jump on that victim bandwagon. And that's what the, oh, I'm taking care of my mental health bullshit is. If you've got millions of dollars, you don't have, you can pay people to tell you and build your self-esteem up. You just say, hey, here's $10,000. I want you to run around and tell me how fucking sexy I am just to build my self-esteem. Don't, self-esteem is not a mental health issue. Well, Self-esteem I, is a product of doing something with your life. Jesus. Yeah, I mean, you and I sit on, I guess, different posts of the same fence on mental health, if that's the right way. I think it. you're right. Uh, the uh, Pete Davidson, I think, has had a, a weird life. I think the dude is fragile and wonky. I mean, he's he's talked about like his his drug addictions and 
all the other issues that he has. I mean, his he, dad. He's had mythal. His, yeah, he's his, had fucked up. He's as fucked up as you're going to get. Yeah, so his, the idea that His dad that died Kanye when West, he was, what, like seven years old in 9-11? Like, it's fucked up shit. But here's the thing. Pete, I get it. You're a fragile dude. You're, you know, doesn't matter that you were engaged Actually, to Ariana Grande. Actually, I don't Grande. think he's a fragile doesn't dude at all. Doesn't matter that you were dating Kim Kardashian. Doesn't matter that you're on SNL, the youngest SNL cast member ever, beating yeah. out the fucking great Eddie Murphy. All that shit doesn't matter. But, like... And he I must know, have dude. a dick like a horse, man. Because, yeah. uh, like, but, the chicks he's dated. But sticks and stones, bro. Like, it's Grow Kanye up. West making a dumb joke it, on no Instagram. Shit. Grow the fuck up. Like, if you want to be in trauma therapy because your heart is broken over Kim Kardashian, that I get. Whatever. Th- that's fine. But Kanye West, bo- shut the fuck up. Hey, given what I've been through, I'm not going through trauma therapy, so shut the fuck up. Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, yeah, you're going to love this one. Um, his, hang on a second. His, <laughs> historians privately warn Biden that America's democracy is teetering. Uh, no, it's not. I don't know. These are historians. It's horseshit. These are historians. Yeah, well, yeah, you know, and uh, so... I mean, you know, I mean, there may be historical precedent for where we're at, but you know what? You want to know one thing that that never existed in history that contributed to all of this stuff? And this may not be supporting my whole point, but the internet, the fucking social media, none of this stuff. I mean, the reason our democracy is not at risk is because everybody's so focused on their fucking phones that they don't give a shit anymore. So... Our well, democracy is just fine. I mean, teetering doesn't mean failing. Teetering just means... It's always teetering. been like that. It's always been so, teetering. you know, to your point, like, it's teetering, well, we're going to write your the ship, you know. We'll teeter, we'll totter, his, his, and that'll be that. Historians should read history, because history is pretty clear that our democracy has always been on a razor's edge since the very beginning of it. All right. Uh, the next... Headline for you. Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad creator Vince Gilligan is developing a new show, and it's outside the Breaking Bad universe. No, oh, thank God. I know. I mean, I can keep watching Breaking Bad universe shit until the day I die, which I won't ever die. But, yeah, I, I mean, I, your comments. What's the show? Uh, What's the show? I don't know. Well, then I don't know if I'll like it, but I like Vince Gilligan and I like everything he does. But, you know, I liked, I really, really, really loved those first star, three Star Wars movies. I loved the first Jaws. Wait. Oh, the first three is saying, in like New Hope, Empire. Yeah. Original. Okay. I was like, yeah, wait, the, the first. Fir- uh, okay. No, not gotcha. in chronological order, in the order. And, and, and so my, yeah. my, you know, I loved the first two Godfathers. Right. You know, so like I said, Vince Gilligan, I think he's very talented. He is knocked two out of the park. Um, let's see what he does a third time. But that doesn't mean it's going to be good just because he's been good in the past. No, but it's worth giving a shot. I will absolutely give it a shot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's Vince Gilligan. So, of course, I will. And your final headline this week. Um, I try to find something. You said last week on the show with Rory that you always try and find a headline that makes you feel good about the world. A news story that makes you I feel do. good. I do. I like those. So here's one for you. Disney princess character uses sign language to connect with a child 
at the park. See, that's so much better than the, what was it, the, what was the Sesame Street character that, that ignored the two black girls? Oh, uh, Rosita. Yeah, Rosita. So this is so much, which Disney princess was it? It was Princess Anna from Frozen. Well, see, that's very nice. See, yeah. there you go. That's, that, I think that's, you know, that's, I think that's very good. And uh, that's lovely. I'm just on surprised. Hand, I didn't know the Disney Disney parks let deaf people in. I I thought they were only going for. Well, the, the Disney. Well, no, the deaf people are the only. They stay for a really long time because they don't have to hear. It's a small world done on. Oh, that's a, a good point. Yeah. You know, actually, that's like a genius life hack. Yeah. Make yeah. yourself deaf and then enjoy the fuck out. And of then Disney go world. to Disney, yeah. and you you know you don't have to fucking worry about all that shit on a loop. Perfect. You don't have to hear the bare necessities on a loop. You don't have to hear when you wish oh. upon a star on a loop. Do they still do that Just stuff, like, or do they have new songs that? Yeah. Annoys no. Okay. Well, I mean, they've got new. They've got new songs. I mean, it's just, let it go, let it go. It's just fucking uh, everywhere. That was the but, worst uh, part of 2020 for me. Was Harry watching that movie over and over and over again because I hate Adina Mandel's voice. I I know I'm in the minority no, here. Okay. But, I, I, you know, I know I get it. I, 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 I think your voice is fine, and I, and I actually like that song, but uh, not seven thousand times this, in a fucking row. The movie's, row. the movie's weird. It it's doesn't fine. Make sense. The movie's like no, it's no, it's not. It's like, fine. Her parents abandoned her. There's, they manipulated Princess Anna's every memories Disney, for no every reason. Every Disney princess's parents it's abandon them or die shit. or get shot by a fucking hunter whatever well, but why did they force her to live alone why did they work on a cure or work on here's how to manage your part they needed professor x instead of just hiding her away yeah and you lying to their cure, other daughter you can't cure toxic superpower and they didn't want to train her that's it they didn't yeah. know what they didn't want to train her to use it they just Lazy, said oh no she's got this power assholes exactly My first thing this week, look, man. <laughs> the day that this episode is, is released is the same day that the final episode in the Better Call Saul series is released. This is the end. I know. We, get, we will get all our answers, hopefully. We've been searching for, looking for, hoping for, uh, pontificating over. I'm going to watch it all in Kansas because uh, I can cancel all my stuff and my mom's got all that stuff on her, so I don't have to pay and for it. And then I want, we are going to have an episode dedicated entirely to, I just, I mean. I will watch it and I will let you know I've watched it and then we can talk about it with spoilers all. and all that good stuff. I got to right, give right. big my ups first... to Tommy Mills who started out on Amazon. He's watching this shit and he and I are able to talk about it now. So I'm, yeah. I finally have that release. Because before, there it was just go. the last wow. last seven weeks has been me screaming at my own dick about it, and you yeah. know, no good ever comes out of that. It's, well, it, yeah, well, it does, but my first thing is, uh, are you a fan of the Predator series? The movies? Yeah. I, I'm a fan of the first one. The other ones, I... Okay. Uh, other ones, right? Okay. Not so good, right? Okay. I loved the first one. On Hulu, they released... It surprises me, actually, because it's such a good fucking movie. It surprises me they didn't release it in theaters. But Prey, it takes place 
like 300 years before um, uh, Predator with Arnold Schwarzenegger. And it is the Predator um, basically chasing a little uh, Indian girl. And I mean, it's fucking good. Jesus. It's really solid. She, what's her name? Her name is, uh, it's like Amber Midblood or something. I, I don't know. I can't remember what her name was because, but, it, but it's, she's spectacular. And it is like, if you're going to find a way to use an existing IP, this is the way to do it. Cause totally they really, kind of story. yeah. They, I mean, it's, well, it's the same fucking story. It's a goddamn alien predator that comes down and, and hunts people. But, well, Give me a different people and give me a different person. And, it, and, and like, you can't find anything more polar opposite than Arnold Schwarzenegger and Carl Weathers than this little petite and Jesse the Body. Indian girl. Governor yeah, Ventura. And, and, but, this, but this is just yeah. this little, like, teenage girl. Oh, it's good. Well, it's I think very that's good. great. I mean, I, I was thinking it's the other really day, good. like, you know, reservation dogs is a big thing. You know, the indigenous Yeah, it's people. good. That's good. They're very funny. And that's, that's lifting... That's lifting the indigenous people up, like it's showing representation. But I think it's good still that um, they made a movie where uh, Native American people are being hunted and killed. I think that's yeah. good. Let's not forget hey, our roots. That that yeah. Well, you know, it's one of the things. You know, you mentioned that. That's one of the things I used to do this uh, <laughs> when we would have. Is uh, to me my biggest uh, perspective. You know, like that three points of truth when we would get into. Uh, when I was teaching seventh and eighth grade, they always had like uh, one quarter they would have like where all the teachers sort of coincided and taught the same kind of lessons. Well, there's not too much music when you're talking of, when you're talking about the Holocaust, there's not a lot of music you can bring up. Right. You know, I mean, I'd throw in some Wagner, but that, you know, that, that, yeah. that, that was, mm. well, we did, we did, we did uh, one year, we did native American uh, like history, that kind of thing. And everything was sort of like geared through the entire school about the history of native Americans. And one of the things that I did, cause I was like, well, there's just not that much, you know, we can do some music, but you know, I, I gotta keep. So what I did was I, I showed them three movies and said, this is, you know, this is, this is how Hollywood has shown you, uh, native Americans. The first one was far and away with Tom Cruise okay. and Nicole Kidman, uh -huh. where the Oklahoma Sooners, there is exactly one shot. There is exactly one shot of Native Americans, and it's sad Native Americans as the people are taking over Oklahoma and the Sooners are stealing their land. That's one shot. And the kids would go, that's all? So, yeah. So now we're going to look God. at Dances with Wolves. And Dances with Wolves basically says, no, the Indians weren't violent, savage predators on the same level that the white people were. It's just that the white people had guns and yep. smallpox blankets. It was their angelic and perfect heroes. And it's the white men that are the bad. So we're going to watch that one. you know. And then we would watch Little Big Men. <laughs> I thought you were going to see Indian in the cupboard. <laughs> Yeah, I know. There you go. No, we watch Little Big Man because Little Big Man has it's funny. There's a and book that needs real to be people. Jesus. Yeah, there you no shit, no shit. <laughs> you know, but it's like they're funny and they're they're less. They have lives. They tell stories. They're stupid. They're violent. They're just like regular people in their tribes, and that's why I would show those. So anyway, go ahead. What's your uh, second thing? My second thing is uh, it's a listen. Listen to an episode of Fresh Air on the podcast or on the NPR website. Um, Terry talks to 
an author named uh, Dana Milbank, who is a Washington Post columnist. He wrote a book called The Deconstructionists, <clears throat> the 25-year crack-up of the Republican Party. And it gets into how what we see today with Trumpism began with Newt Gingrich in 1994, 1995, yeah. uh, when yeah. the, the Republican Revolution in 95. Um, it, it's and it's interesting to see like the long game and how this shit has been playing out, or how it's devolved even. You know, like Newt Gingrich was. I mean, I was what fucking fifteen, sixteen when that shit happened. I wasn't really paying attention, but it's the shittiness has always been there. It's just gotten more. It's what I. Uh, David, bold. it's what I've been saying this whole time. Yeah, I know, it's no, I it's know, not even I that it's that. gotten more bold. The thing I love about Newt Gingrich, and that's one of the things, and I'm sure it's in the book, um, what I loved about Newt Gingrich is that, you know, I remember when I was, yeah, this is in the 70s and early 80s, um, you know, you had you had AM Republican, and at the time you didn't think it was Republican, it was just like fucking AM talk radio bullshit, yeah. right? Yep. And uh, that kind of, and, and if you listen to AM talk radio, that's what you heard. It was a bunch of ranting nonsense. Yeah. Well, Newt Gingrich realized that C-SPAN was constantly being shown and that there were, and it was 24 hours and that he could go on the floor and just basically be a talk AM fucking radio guy and just sit and spew his shit. Yeah. And then it was out there and, uh, you know, and that's what, yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, a hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, I look forward to that. I want to read the book now and I know a lot yeah, of it. So anyway. the do is either listen, you know, yeah. listen to the, the, the episode with, with Terry and or read the book. Yeah. My second thing is also a watch. It's on Netflix. Um, I'm a, I, I, I am a Neil Gaiman fan. Um, the Sandman has come out. Now, it's, it's not... I, it, 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 is, it falls short in that the original Sandman series was a graphic novel series. It was very literary. Um, you know, it, and, and you can, in, in that graphic novel format, you can really take your time. This is a six-part series, so you lose a lot of that. But I think they've done, and he was he had a very heavy hand in, in how it was developed. I think, it's, uh, I think it's spectacular. I think it's really, really lovely and smart and well-cast. Um, totally worth your time. Mm -hmm. Totally. If, if, I don't, did you ever read the, uh, the graphic novels? No, I didn't. Then don't worry about reading the graphic novels. Watch, Watch this, the then okay. read the graphic novels. Yeah, because right. you're gonna want to you're gonna want to read the graphic novels afterwards, and that's that's a that's a long that's a journey. Yeah, I mean because there are, it's a lot, but it's so good. Okay. All right. So my last thing to do this week is uh, this is one of our Rorschach headlines. Uh, give it a read. It's in the Washington Post. Historians privately warn Biden that America's democracy is is teetering. That or let me do a side note on that. Um, you can read in the, uh, I think it's in the Atlantic. It is in the Atlantic. Um, what America's great unwinding would mean for the world. The conundrum oh, yeah, facing one, America's yeah. allies is how to cope with the great imperial power in decline that is still a great imperial power. By time That's actually a really, that's yeah. a really good article. Yeah, yeah. That's, that, that sums it up. My last thing is a listen. It is on literateape.com. It is in one of our podcasts. We don't talk about it enough. Amnesia Motel with poet Charlie Newman. It is soundscape. It is spoken word. Um, we're about, I think we're about 20 episodes, 19, 20 episodes in. Um, 
and it is getting he he's creating some really interesting uh, stuff because what he's now doing is he's putting together real contrasting stuff between spoken word between music mm. that he's mm-hmm. created and you know like I said if it, if you're not into the weird thing but what I suggest is you get some mushrooms or you get some <laughs> really good fucking weed and you just put this on play and it will fucking open your mind like Timothy Leary. I'm telling Ooh, you, this will blow okay. your shit. All right. It's good. I think it's fantastic. I love it and it's weird and you can only find it on a litter day. Sounds like the perfect thing to listen to. I mean, you can find it you're... on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Oh, but sure. You know. But it sounds like the perfect thing to listen to when I'm nursing and rocking a, a newborn at two in the morning. Oh, I guarantee you if you list, if you let Jake listen to this listen to this podcast, there's gonna be something indelibly wrong with this this child as he grows. <laughs> it will fuck him up. I mean, I wanna I wanna start a new race of uh of demonic Ubermensch. And what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna say, pregnant women, just put the headphones on your belly and play Charlie Newman's Amnesia Hotel Motel. And I guarantee you they will come out of that womb oh. fucking weird. They'll come out looking like fucking Allen Ginsberg every time. Oh fun. Oh yeah. All right. That's the show. That is the show. Good to talk to you, sir. Go back to writing, editing, Ugh. dealing with new poops. God, I'd rather be pissed and shit on than have to finish this fucking book, but I I just I got and here it again. It's not a bad book. I'm I'm no, proud of the work. The book. story's good. I am personally just sick of fucking dealing with it. But well, when, put it to but bed. when it comes out, please buy it. Sell it. Yeah, sell it, <laughs> and seven people will buy it, and then you can say, "All right, That's I've all. done that." That's fine. That's all. I just need the seven. And then hopefully, but let's let's put it out. Let's get hope idiotic and uh, see if we can't get the Virginia State House to to ban it. And that'll guarantee. That's a goal. Yeah. Sales. Yeah. Let's let's try to get it banned. Yeah. Maybe that's a marketing campaign that Literate should start taking on for its published authors. Is this book needs to be banned? Buy it today yeah. at Amazon and Barnes and Noble. Yeah, I'm going to start putting. It, I, yeah, yeah. That, Before I, I actually, it's too I think late. I'm going to go. I'm going to go back and create new covers for all the books that I've self-published that that all say banned in 30 countries. Just put across the top. This book is super see. transgendery and stuff. Okay, that'll make them want to ban it. Ban it. That's like their whole thing. Is well, you, the thing about it is, you could say it's transgender. You could say it's uh, turfy. You could say yeah, turfy. You could say it's yeah, yeah. Tra- basically, uh, J.K. Rowling's a turf. I don't know what that is. It's a trans exclusionary radical feminist. It's basically a woman. A woman who said that's they make up the oh, words. God. It's All a woman right. who says care. it's it's a woman who says that a woman is a biological woman. That's it. Uh, but you can put that on there. I know you can put that on there. Anything, labels. anything. You, I mean, I've, I've said more this about fucking than there social are fucking media. Punk subgenres. Like we've gone too far. We've we've crossed the yeah, threshold but, into insanity. We've broken the fucking universe in half. We've All right. broken. Yeah. That's All right. Show. Talk to you soon, my friend. Bye bye. You can listen to the Literate Ape Cast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or any place you find your podcast Jones. If you enjoy listening to Two White Guys Holding Court, review or share the show on your own platforms, or throw us a few bucks on Patreon. For more information about Literate Ape, go to literateape.com and check out the rest of our podcasts, all of our writing, and our events. Music on the Ape Cast is courtesy of Mike Vinopal and Local Motive. You can find them all over Chicago and online at locomotiveband.com.